TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. All right, our final football Friday of the year, folks. It's hard to believe. Well, it's actually not that hard to believe because we are into the depths of February now, but it is the final football Friday of the year. little Super Bowl preview we got for you, and uh, we'll go over another a uh, few other cornucopias of sports as we go along here. There's some college basketball over the weekend. we got the NBA All-Star Game, a little PGA golf in frozen Scottsdale, Arizona. And a few stories off the sports page as well. Welcome, everybody. Two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. Coach, flying solo for a good part of the show today. Producer extraordinaire, David Olson, other side of the glass. TalkZone's award-winning music along with us. That music should be used in uh, cohesion with an Excedrin headache commercial. Maybe the two could go hand in hand. Speaking of commercials, David Olson, I know one of the uh, highlights. Sorry, I killed the damn music. <laughs> I know one of the highlights of uh, the Super Bowl typically is watching the. It's one of the watching the commercials. It's one of the few times when you actually, at times, don't mind talking during the game, but sometimes you want people to shut up during. The, if you're going to take a bathroom break, sometimes maybe it's when. Uh, you know, when Green Bay Packers have the ball and they decide to run a couple times in a row, the commercials are usually pretty good. You got- for, for most people, it's the highlight. They watch it just for the commercials, yeah. not for the game. For the mid-range or the non-football fan, that can be the highlight. Now, and when I say the last couple of years, the commercials haven't quite hit the high notes that they have in previous years. I think things got built up so much, to be fair to the marketers and commercial people out there, almost too much pressure. We expected... Too much. They're still pretty entertaining for the most part. No, 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 I always think there's always a sense of letdown. There's there's always a sense of letdown. But don't you there's, think that's I mean, because expectations are so great? Oh, these? absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I don't think it's just been the last couple of years. I think it's been for the last mm-hmm. 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, all these great Super Bowl commercials, and, and you know, there are only like one or two that ever live up to the hype. Yep. What it is you know is, I mean? in effect, it's a Super Bowl for creative marketing advertising people out there. They're putting on display their best of the best of their creative, unique marketing campaigns, advertising, and it's their Super Bowl of sorts. Well, exactly, exactly. And i, I got to tell you, a couple have leaked out already that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, remember the Volkswagen Darth Vader commercial? Are you asking me, do I remember? That, I'm, I'm telling you that's one that's oh, going to debut. Okay. okay. Just remember me mentioning that one because that right. one's going to be one of the top ones. It's All a right. fantastic Darth Vader, not a big Star Wars guy, so it's not thrilling me yet. And, and the V-Dub is coming back? It's a, it's a redesigned Passat, I think. Nice. A redesigned Jorge Passat. Very, very nice. Well, we will see. I, I'm always amazed. I, first of all, I think the commercials have gotten better and better and better over the years. People complain about it. And I do complain about the commercial breaks, but I think uh, the entertainment value of commercials is, is 
significantly better than when I was watching TV back as a youngster. Same thing with the announcers in the game. People complain about the announcers. I think the announcers, for the most part, basketball, football, baseball, whatever whatever it is, is excellent. Much, much improved over the years when I used to be watching sports. But my big complaint on the commercials, uh, David, you know, tremendous creativity, tremendous uniqueness. Sometimes, sometimes I think they forget that they're paid to be selling a product. And you remember the creativity of the commercial, the humor of the commercial. And I'm telling you, now my memory's bad, so I'm not probably the normal persona for remembering here, but uh, my memory's not that bad. Sometimes, literally after the game or, or 10, 12 hours after, hour after, I can't remember who. I can remember the commercial and the bit and the humor. I can't remember what product it was they, they were selling. I can't honestly remember a single commercial from last year's Super Bowl. I can't remember a single one. Yeah. Why am I picturing right now a gorilla jumping on top of Samsonite luggage? That was about five years ago. That was, uh, no, that was in the 1970s. Okay. 70s? 70s, yeah. That's that's the one popping in my head. Remember AAA Lock Company? I think it was AAA. They spent their entire year's budget. They decided to do no magazine advertising, no newspaper advertising, no TV advertising. They put it all into like a five-second, maybe 30-second, one Super Bowl commercial. was the lock blowing up. I forget the whole bit, but it was unique in that their whole budget was the one commercial for 30 seconds. I think it was AAA lock and key. But, yeah, so they they come and go. They're creative, but do they – is it worth the money? Do they sell the product if you're a corporate sponsor? Who knows? Who knows? I thought maybe we for TalkZone.com for the two guys in a mic show. I wonder if you investigated how much, like, getting one second would be. Just a quick, boom, flash. Because we need, there's no question about it, we need some advertising here. We need some marketing. Maybe at the last second, maybe they're still looking for sponsors. We could throw in and get one second. Boom. I don't know how quick it could be. Sublimation, I think they call that. Two guys in a mic, TalkZone.com, 10 o'clock a.m., Mondays through Fridays, five hours one hour a day, five days a week, five in total. It's a lot to get into one second. The commercials are uh, one of many things that are hyped here on Super Bowl weekend. Some of the hype uh, for the Super Bowl, Packers, Steelers, 5.30 on Sunday, I think. I'm not sure, but I think the pregame show starts in about two hours. But there's a lot of hype. But there's not, There has not been a lot of hype for this game, and partly, and we talked about it yesterday a little bit, um, and again, our phone lines are open, and we appreciate everybody joining us. The big dog, Joel Radwanski, uh, my good partner here, expected to check in at some point today, not able to co-host the entire show, so the phone lines will be open for you to step in as the co-host. Remember, your seat cushion can be used and should be used as a flotation device. 888-463-6748. David, you look at this. Producer extraordinaire has the one-second commercial cost already. Uh, it would be $100,000. For one second? For one second. What? Just out of curiosity, what website did you go to get that info? Associated Press. Never heard of it. <laughs> no, the, uh, ad, the, ad rate, the ad rate for a 30-second commercial in this okay. year's Super Bowl is $3 million. $3 million. So did you do that math in your head to bring it down to a... How much? 100000 for one second? 100000 Was that in your head or did you go computer? Or a calculator? 100000 times 30 is $3 million. But so you did that in your head? I did. It's very nice. See, kids today won't be able to do that. They're all on the calculator, the computer, the text, the phone. 
the smartphone, whatever it might be. They won't be able to do that kind of mental stimulation that you just did. Very nicely done. So 100,000, all right, that's a little bit out of our butt for one second. For one second. Just a quick flash. I wonder if we bought like seven or eight different one-second spots. You're familiar with the art of sublimation? You know, where we just hit them quick and they don't even realize consciously that they're seeing it. Maybe they can give us a discount if we buy seven or eight spots. It's interesting because the, the, the thing I, I found, it's got the rates going all the way back to the beginning. Uh-huh. So in 1967, uh 30-second commercial would run you $42,000. Let's start at the very beginning. $42,000. That's it. That's it. When was the beginning? 1970 who? 1967. First Super Bowl. Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, Hank Stram versus uh, Vince Lombardi, Bart Starr taking on Lenny Dawson. Max McGee stayed out to all hours of the night and still caught two touchdown passes, right? Exactly. Yeah. I still remember watching that. for boy, Back then, back then the Super Bowl was big. And it didn't have all the hype. You know, it wasn't about the commercials. It wasn't about the Black Eyed Peas playing their music at halftime. It wasn't about the pregame show and who's going to be singing the national anthem. It was about the uniqueness of the game, the upstart AFC, the American Football League, putting their champion up against the traditional great, the National Football League champions. It was unique. It was new. It was it, it had a flavor much different, much, much different than today's. And you can see where it kind of caught on and became a phenomenon by the way the ad rates jumped. Yeah, where was the big jump? The big jump would be in 1974. That was the uh, the famous gorilla jumping on the Samsonite luggage. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But that's, a, that's when it crossed the $100,000 threshold. Okay. I mean, it, it was, uh, it was uh, let's see, a $25,000 jump mm-hmm. from the previous year. And then from there, it just skyrocketed. <laughs> As did the popularity of the National Football League. Interesting. By the way, speaking of the National Football League, one of the many, 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 many sidelights of the particular game is this might be the last National Football League game we see for a while as people are talking about the lockout, people are talking about the strike, people are talking about the labor strike. Big Dog got worried when he heard labor strike. He didn't think it was football. He thought uh, that maybe for nine months his sex life might not be as good, but no, it's football. And it's the players versus the union, the National Football League versus the, not the players versus the union, the union for the players versus the National Football League. One of the many sidelights is this could be the last National Football League game we see for a while. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we lose the National Football League season for 2012. So, Big Dog, when we sit down Sunday at 530, we better enjoy. Tape the game. We might be watching tapes of this game uh, come December next year when you need a football fix, my friend. How are you, Doug? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. And now you you talked about yesterday you're going to try to build me up for this game because I use the problem. I just have a bad taste in my mouth. And it's funny you just put even a worse taste in my mouth because the, the idea of millionaires fighting with billionaires yep. and the stuff that they're arguing over is so dumb in my mind. None of this makes any sense. That's why when everyone's like, "Oh, don't worry, they're." There'll be, there will be a season. Don't worry, nothing's going to happen. I am a little worried because there shouldn't be 18 games in a year. These guys should have better benefits. Uh, it's, I, I am really worried about it, Coach. And if this ends up being the last football game for a while, mm-hmm. considering that I, I am so disinterested in this game, which, by the way, is a great matchup, fantastic matchup, and I think it should be a great game. But just with the whole fact how close the Bears were, 
Man, I'll be disgusted, Coach. You still really disgusted. You still. You mentioned this yesterday, and uh, any fans out there, Chicago area, you are uh, feeling the same uh, uh, knock in the gut that the big dog is feeling. Give us a call; we'll help you off the ledge a little bit. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. I was able to bounce back under twenty four hours from that bear defeat. There's a lot of Chicago Bear fans who got so close to the Super Bowl, fans like yourself, that are having trouble bouncing back two weeks later and getting into, as you admittedly put it. A great potential matchup. Well, 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 coach, I remember after the 88 NFC Championship game, the San Francisco 49ers came to Chicago yep. and put a beat down on the Bears. Hey. And it was like 28 to 3. But Joel, you, it, you remember? Yeah, it was bare weather that day. Well, yeah, yeah it was bare, <laughs> that's the bare weather game. Exactly, coach. <laughs> if that was the bare weather game. That cracks me up. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I was able to watch that Super Bowl because I was like, you know, the better team, without a doubt, is in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna root for the 49ers to beat mm-hmm. the Bengals. I'll deal with it. But this game, the Bears played absolutely atrociously in the NFC Championship game. There were so many plays that were just dumb and bad. And you look back, and they were still one touchdown away from going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just that's why it's been very difficult for yeah. me to know that they played possibly their third worst game of the entire season it happens to come in the NFC Championship game and they end up being a touchdown well, short in that game so it's just like man and it's the Packers you say- it's not like I hate the Packers coach but too many of my Packer friends are rubbing it in and I'm just like I would never rub it into you I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even I've been totally indifferent we'll care less now I gotta deal with like about 20 different people talking crap to me every day I mean these people need to get a life get over it okay <laughs> they, they don't wear green and gold Okay, just because their dad was a Packer fan in the 60s because, uh, you know, they won a couple games, all of a sudden they're going to take it out on me. These people need to grow up. Well, you mentioned before, it's those Johnny-come-lately Packer fans that are giving you a hard time. Those are the hard ones to deal with. The long-time loyal Packer fans that uh, are rubbing it in just a bit doesn't bother you quite as much, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I can deal with those. Yes. And, you know, it's funny, those really, those long-time fans are the mm-hmm. ones that, actually realize how big of a Bears fan I am. Yeah. And they know I don't talk smack. So it's funny. Those guys aren't doing it. But uh, So I, I've been doing my typical stuff as soon as they start rubbing it in. I'm like, who was the Packers coach before McCarthy? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> Holmgren. Uh, you're wrong. So why don't you leave me alone? And then then I just turn the table. So I've gotten a couple of people to shut the blank up mm-hmm. and leave me alone. So that's part of it, Coach, because I don't, I don't, I could care less about your team. When my team wins, I don't sit there mm-hmm. saying you suck. I say we're all. Yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, that's been part of it, Coach. Yeah, and I hope they uh, way too much abuse from these from these fat people. <laughs> Don't worry, most of the old time back. Well, I'm not going to say that. Uh, by the way, those sentiments that you said could also be relayed to the uh, Cub and Sox fans as well. You root for your team. There's no reason to put some hate and spend that much time uh, firing on the other team. We're all part of the city of Chicago here. Uh, but big dog, the reason I was able to bounce back, and you're still struggling with it. You mentioned. One of the three worst games of the season. Well, there's a lot of contenders for that. The Bears had a pretty good record, but they played a lot of not-so-good games. And to me, it almost would have been backdooring in. I would not nearly have been excited about this Bear team in the Super Bowl as the 85 team or the, uh, what the heck year was it, 2003? 0-16. Somehow this year, just I was rooting for them to get in the Super Bowl, but really this year's Chicago Bear team, did they deserve to be in the marquee matchup of all of the National Football League? You know what? Uh, i got to be quite honest with you, Coach. There's been many times in my life where I looked down at the girl I was with at the time, and I really didn't deserve to be with her. But I wasn't going to just shrug my shoulders and say, hey, this isn't any fun. Mm-hmm. And when she dumped me, it wasn't like it didn't hurt, okay? So if, if the way you can't... I look at it is, 
we were really, I was really close to getting the Michelle Kwan, and instead, I, you know, ended up with a fat one. So, <laughs> if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Well, yeah, I, I do have to. That's definitely a good rule, coach. Thank you good very rule much. To live by. Thank you very much. By the way, we were talking about the commercials for the game, just to show you how excited I am about the Super Bowl and the commercials and the whole hype. Had another bad dream last night, big dog. It's starting to become a concern. Once again, woke up in the middle of the night about two thirty in the morning. Couldn't go back to sleep, looked over at my wife, and just for a brief moment in time, she looked like one of the Budweiser Clydesdales. That's not good. Coach. No! <laughs> you might want to have that looked at. Well, I did. I did a little further research, and uh, I'm better now. But, uh, you know, I, I get these dreams. What can I tell you? And they seem <laughs> to have to do with upcoming sporting events. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been worse. By the way, we got an NBA All-Star game Saturday night. Uh, I know you'll be watching that. It's uh, I would no. think you'll agree. Of of the All-Star games, it's the best of the bunch. Uh, you know, it, it used to be the the baseball game, but somehow, you know, the, the All-Star game, is, the, NBA, the NBA All-Star game ended up being a pretty good game, Coach. So mm-hmm. it's either that or baseball. Yeah, you know what? As soon as I said that, you're right. Baseball's first. Baseball's first, NBA is second, and then hockey and Ash, and uh in the NFL, forget about it. No, but, I don't uh, even. I'd rather watch the MLS All Star Game than than the than mm-hmm. the NFL mm-hmm. Pro Bowl. Okay. Any surprises on the uh, NBA All Star front? Players that did get named or did not get named to the uh, particular roster: Chicago Bulls, Carlos Boozer, and Luol Dang left off the roster. Yeah, and Chris Bosh on the roster. Yep. Come on, that doesn't make any sense. Now, who who chose the extras? Was it the coach? Yeah, it's uh, Doc Rivers. Okay. So. Uh, you know the fact that I, I don't. I think Garnett is a starter coach. I'm pretty sure he's a starter. But the, you know R- Rondo, Allen, and Pierce making it, we pretty much assumed that was going to happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But to take Bosch over over Boozer mm-hmm. doesn't really make much sense, to be honest with you. If you but then again, Boozer's missed a bunch of time. But uh, but Bosch is hurt right now, so they should have picked yeah. Boozer. I'm surprised a basketball aficionado like yourself mentioned Boozer. Really. Uh... Uh, considering the amount of time he's been out, it's Luol Deng who deserves it over Carlos Boozer. Well, yeah, I understand, but I'm just talking about the fact that they okay. took a power yes. forward. So if you're going to go with a power forward, yes. they should have went with uh, they should have went with Boozer. Mm-hmm. How about okay, Yao so, Ming? Um, <laughs> he's been injured the entire season. He's named the starter for the uh, Western Conference. I love that. That goes to show you that yeah. uh, obviously the Chinese government is not worried about NBA.com no. being. Uh, you know, going into the the people of the, yeah. the country of China. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought they shut down the internet in China. <laughs> Apparently not. When it comes, you you want to find out about what's going on in Egypt? Oh, nope, zilch, nothing. You want to find out what's going on with the NBA All Star voting? Ah, vote the Yaoming. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Producer extraordinaire David Olson on the other side of the glass. We're gonna make our beat the Schmoes football picks. By the way, I used the prod yesterday to try to get you uh, twisted a little bit, turned. I Shoved it in a little bit, trying to get you excited about this game, and I was asking you different things. I thought they were brilliant analytical questions. Your responses were equally brilliant, but I forgot one big deal. Okay. That I need to ask you, and that is, and, and I was the one who brought this up in the uh, the Bears-Packers game. It needs to be brought up again. And the question is, who are the backup quarterbacks? We remind everybody we're one hit away from seeing somebody that probably most of us aren't aware of being in the most important position in the most important game. Well, well Coach, if, if you think about it, uh, not only are the starting quarterbacks in this game, big playmakers and winning-style quarterbacks, these are some of the best backups in the NFL. you got you got the Green Bay Packers have Matt Flynn. Okay, and Matt Flynn played great 
when Aaron Rodgers went down with two of his concussions this year. Yeah. And He's the uh, kid out of LSU, right? And he won a national championship at yep. LSU, and he was he was the guy that replaced Jamarcus Russell, and everybody yep. was like, wow, we went to a guy that has no athletic ability and is all brain. Yep. Well, that Not- has worked out pretty well for LSU, and he's played well for the Packers. And the backup quarterback for, for the Steelers, Charlie Batch, who went 3-1. and Charlie Batch! Charlie Batch may be one of the best backup quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Love uh, Charlie honestly. Batch. I can't I believe mean, I can't believe he's still around. Charlie Batch, he's got to be, what, about mid-30s? Easily, Coach, easily. He's out of Eastern Michigan. Yes. I mean, how many players make it out of Eastern Michigan to mm-hmm. the NFL? Started you know for I mean? um, some dismal years for the Detroit Lions, but he's been a, a long-time starter in the yeah, National Football was, League. He, he started, like, as a fifth or sixth-round rookie. You know what I mean? He got drafted in the fifth or sixth round, and, like, whoever their quarterback was at the time, I think it was after Scott Mitchell, mm-hmm. got hurt. And next thing you know, uh, Charlie Batch is starting. They usually don't expect a fifth-round quarterback to start as a rookie so the kid mm-hmm. played you know he's he's had a very solid career and he's a good backup in the nfl coach. Mm-hmm. all right so uh it comes down to it which backup do you have more confidence in yesterday uh, a lot of check marks went the way of the pittsburgh Steelers. i know you haven't made your official beat the small football pick we'll do that after our first break we invite our listeners to uh, make their picks 888-463-6748 uh, and you mentioned when it comes down to it, you thought Roethlisberger in a two-minute drill end of the game would be a little bit ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Backup mm-hmm. quarterbacks, if it came down to a big dog, who do you have a bit more confidence in? You know, people might think that I'm, because uh, uh, I'm a Bears fan, I'm picking against the Packers and all this stuff. But i I, I got to go with Charlie Batch. I mean, the guy's been around for 13 years, mm-hmm. maybe longer. He's 3-1 uh, and one as a starter this year. Uh, you get, I think that this is the most obvious question out of all the ones that you asked me. I thought you asked me some pretty tough ones yesterday, and I, I kind of lean towards Pittsburgh each way. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's without question. I think Charlie Batch in this one, just for the fact that he's got a long resume. This guy has started at least at least eighty games in the NFL, coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you got to go with him. And he played when Ben Roethlisberger was under his suspension this year. Was it not Charlie Batch who stepped in and played pretty well? Yeah, like I said, he went three and one this season yeah. as a starter. Okay. So right. it's uh, it was Chris Berman actually picked Charlie Batch as the first season, first half MVP in the NFL. <laughs> Not that Chris Berman is a uh, you know be all end all, but you know that that shows you how important of a role he's played for the Steelers this season. Mm-hmm. All right, Super Bowl football picks, little Super Bowl preview talk here. Eight 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 four six three. 6748, Big Dog and a Coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. And uh, we'll take a quick break coming up here in a minute. We're going to make our picks. By the way, on the Beat the Schmo football picks, Big Dog, you are on the season. This is a, this is a big Super Bowl for you. This is a big Sunday. 27 and 26. You're a game over 500. So your award-winning streak of seasons over 500 riding on this pick. Is the point spread still two and a half? Uh, I do believe, and I hope David Olson will check that out to make Boy, sure that that's still going on. That hasn't moved. That's the first time they set a spread, and it hasn't moved much. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised the Packers are a favorite. I think it should be a pick'em game, Coach. To mm-hmm. be quite honest, I, I agree with you. Dave's still two. And it half. Is, yeah, it's still two and a half. Has not moved. Big dog. I asked you without getting too personal. Has it moved? <laughs> but you are 27 and 26 on the season. I don't want to put too much pressure on you, but it's right there for you. An over 500 season or mediocrity reigns supreme, all based on one pick. So what are we picking? Just uh, the game and the over-under, which is 44 and a half? Yeah, I don't know. I almost thought just, I, I guess, 44 and a half. Oh, okay, I was not aware of that. All right, unless you have a solid... 
third choice for that. We can just go with those two. I love the over in this game. I love it, Coach. Last week in the Australian Open, you were all over the overs. Uh, yeah, I was love the overs. Yep, and, and again, this weekend, you're going to go with the over. Yeah. I agree with you. Game's indoors, right? Game's indoors. This whole retractable great... roof thing is confusing me, but is it because of the weather? If it was nice, it would be... No, they, it was the NFL uh, for the Super Bowl. They they make you make a decision. Okay. And it, it was it was no matter what was going to happen, it was going to be mm-hmm. indoors. Okay. So that way teams can prepare all season long for the fact uh, that it'll be indoor Super Bowl. It's, yeah. That's kind of funny, isn't it? But, uh, I'll but, give you a hint of my beat the Schmoes football picks. The fact that it's indoors was the final swaying decision. I think you probably know which way I'm going now, Big Dog. And based on the over and under, I think the fact that it's indoors – that's a big factor there, too, and I agree with you. Uh, just like the Australian Open, bet the Ovas. Mm-hmm. I, it, I, and uh, and uh, there's one thing. People, oh, well, you got the, the number one scoring defense and the number two scoring defense in the NFL. You know what that means? The offenses are going to get great field position. Mm-hmm. Also expect a return touchdown somewhere in the game. So in the way this over-under, for me, looks like a 37-and-a-half because there's going to be a return touchdown in this game, Coach. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's it, that I'm – and you, you want to get a prop bet? I, I will bet that Pittsburgh has. I'm going to. You, you always. Because I got to go, to be quite honest with you, Coach. So All right, well then, if you got to go, make your pick. Okay, I'm going to take the Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the over. And uh, I am betting that Troy Palomalu has a return for a touchdown in this game. Okay. Okay. I'm going to bet that Mike Tomlin smiles. By the way, that's 700 to 1, according to uh I saw him smile. Vegas. Talking about Ben Roethlisberger's night in the town at the press conference. First time. It might have been a Mike Tomlin impersonator. It looked like him, but I did see him legitimately smile. Shocking. No, no way, Coach. i got to see the footage of that. It's going gonna, <laughs> gonna to be like Bigfoot. You're gonna have to, we're going to have to see if it was actually doctored, whether or not it was fake or not. Yeah. I, I don't believe you. All right. Uh, Big Dog, me and David will make our picks after the uh, the break, but uh, uh, best of luck this weekend. On Monday, we'll be talking uh, and seeing what your final Beat the Schmoe football pick was. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be all good, Coach. Yeah. Uh, you guys have fun this Sunday, and I guarantee you by 529 on Sunday, I will be interested to watch a football <laughs> game, but I'm not right now. I'm still not ready yet, Coach. Beautiful. By the way, we are uh, from the next half hour of the show, every athlete, not every athlete, but some of the athletes, any caller that calls in, we will be asking them based on the recent snow and all the shoveling out, uh, and I ask you this, big dog, as we let you go. There's shovel guys out there, there's snowblower guys, and there's higher out. Did you? Are you a higher out guy? Are you a snowblow guy? Or are you a shovel? Uh, coach, you know I'm a shovel guy. There's no way I, I'm a guy you hire out, so I'm definitely not hiring out. So you're a shoveler. Yes. Real quick, Aaron Rodgers, shoveler, hire out, or snowblower? Uh, I'm going to have to say he's a shoveler, coach. Nice. How about Pittsburgh coach Mike Tomlin? Uh, without question, he's a shoveler. Shoveler. That's, he's a get-to-it get type of guy, lead-by-example type of man. Interesting. Lovey Smith. Oh, he's a snowblower guy, Coach. <laughs> Not a higher out, though. No, no, he's a snowblower. So he's still out there with the snowblower. Yeah. Very interesting. We will uh, find out what David Olson is and some of the other athletes out there right after the break. Also make our football picks. Big dog, be good out there. Have a great Super Bowl. But behave yourself this weekend. We'll talk to you Monday at 10. Don't be late. He's out there. God bless you. There it is, the big dog checking in at the train station on his way to work. He is picking the Pittsburgh Steelers and going with the OVA.
I don't know if it's dimension over, hunching over, which one of the overs, but he's picking the over 44 and a half points. David Olson will make his picks. The coach will make his picks. Want to hear from you. A little football preview talk. Steelers, Packers, heck of a game. Forget all the hype. It's a great football game. 888-463-6748. David, I'm going to tell you, not only the over, under, and the point spread, my pick, I'm going to tell you how this game's going to end. I had a vision. I had a vision. I'm going to tell you almost to with specificity how this game will end. Back in a minute, TalkZone.com. Two guys, one mic. to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. D. Olson, before I uh, forget, are you a uh, shovel, snowblower, or higher out guy? Uh, I'm mostly snowblow, but I do shovel a little okay, bit. Okay, a little Never combo. Higher out. little combo. Very nice. That's our producer extraordinaire, David Olson, 888-463-6748. Back on the two guys at a mic show, a little Super Bowl preview show. We got other little news and notes, nuggets we will attempt to get to. College basketball, uh, the weekend coming up, the NBA All-Star game. And I love the fact they're doing the uh, Phoenix Open. PGA Golf is in the Phoenix Open. It's like 40 degrees, 35 degrees. In. They couldn't play the first round. Or it was delayed because of frozen ground. Scottsdale, Arizona. Serves them right. People that move to Scottsdale to get away from the cold weather. Okay, they should, you know, they should have to deal with it once in a while. But the uh, PGA Golf Tournament is out in uh, Phoenix. I'm sure everybody will be watching Sunday. The Phoenix Open, very exciting. Prior to the Super Bowl, the uh, pitchers and catchers report. Now I think the countdown is down to 12 days. Pitchers and catchers report. Pitchers and catchers report. And the White Sox, by the way, to get you excited. Not only signed Alexi Ramirez, David, I don't know if you saw this or not, but one of the best names in all the sports. Right next to Syracuse guard Scoop Chardin. Lastings Millage is now a Chicago White Sox. I love it. Guy was a first-round pick for the New York Mets. Lastings Millage. He's going to get a tryout. they got to keep him for name alone. you got to love having a Lastings Millage on the end of your bench. Maybe I should have named my kid Lastings. I wonder how you come up with Lastings. That's outstanding. White Sox signed him. I'm not quite sure how much money they paid him. Oh, and the uh, NHL, too. Uh, they continue to show the replays of that goalie fight, which was outstanding. The one goalie just landing a punch, knocking out the other guy. I wouldn't completely knock him out, but, boy, that was good stuff. The two goalies meeting at center right. There must have been some past history there, but uh, that was excellent. Excellent. If you haven't seen that, check out YouTube uh, NHL goalie fights. I think that was from two days ago. I'm not even sure which two goalies it was, but one goalie, the clear winner, one goalie, the clear loser. Uh, we'll talk about some of the other news and notes, titillating tidbits, but right up front is the Super Bowl preview. And we kind of mentioned it with the big dog yesterday. You forget all the other crapola surrounding the game. It's a heck of a football game. I mean, this is as even a two teams as I can ever remember in the Super Bowl. 
Neither team is great. Both teams are good. Neither team has a glaring weakness. Green Bay Packers, red hot. They got the momentum coming in. This is a team that barely made the playoffs. Had to beat the Bears on the final day, what, 10-3 to in that game. A couple of Bear offensive drives, a Mike Martz meltdown here or there and everywhere, actually, during the game. And the Bears might have knocked off the Packers, and they would have never been in this position. But here they are. They basically won five consecutive. Do-or-die games, Green Bay Packers on a roll. They got momentum, playing much better. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they went about it in a little bit different way than the Packers. They kind of, in a very underrated, understated way, the Steelers were real good all season long. Had to survive the whole Ben Roethlisberger thing, the first, uh, all the way through their preseason training. And then Charlie Batch of Cookies had to come in and uh, quarterback the first four games, as Joe Radwanski mentioned. Did very well. But there wasn't a lot of hype on the Pittsburgh Steelers during the year. They kind of quietly came through it. So two different paths, two different tracks, but, uh, boy, you match them up. That's a heck of a battle. That's a great game. If you forget about the Black Eyed Peas at halftime, you forget about the coin toss, the national anthem, all the commercials and all the other stuff, heck of a ball game. Who's your pick? When it comes down to it, let's get down to brass, grass, uh, brass tacks, grass roots, or grass tacks and brass roots. Match up the two teams. Who do you think is going to win? What break? Who's going to be the underrated uh, surprise star of the game? Big Dog already picking. There'll be a kickoff return for a touchdown for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe the long, flowing hair of a Troy Palomalu. Wouldn't that be cool if we had a like a 15-yard jaunt to the end zone with Clay Matthews on the chase and Troy Palomalu racing down the sidelines? I don't know if John Fashenda, the voice of NFL films, is he still alive? I, do, I believe he's passed. Uh, maybe his son, Lasting's Fashenda. <laughs> could do it. Somebody with the voice of a John Fashenda, and you could just see, as Troy Palomano sprinting in the end zone with that long, flowing black lock. So there's Clay Matthews on the chase with his long, blowing blonde hair and the snow coming down on beautiful Dallas in the Super Bowl, final minute of the game, put it to music, put it to Lasting's Fashenda's voice, and you'd have NFL films at its finest. <sighs> Sorry. Just trying to, still trying to get the vision of the dream I had last night involving my wife and the, uh, the Budweiser Clydesdales out of my head. 888-463-6748. Thank you very much. The phone number, that helps a lot, David. All right, beat the schmoes. Football pick David Olson, producer extraordinaire on the season. I hate to inform the listing audience and more importantly, your family members. That you are 19 and 28 straight up on the season. So one way of looking at it is you're due for a big win. This pick, David, I don't put pressure. This pick could erase all the negativity that you've achieved this year. Well, let's hope so because I am taking Green Bay. <laughs> wow! And the under. The under. And the under. Yeah. So you think the defenses will come to the fore? Absolutely, I do. Interesting. Interesting. What, uh, give me a quick breakdown. Why, why the pack over the seal? I just think the Packers have got more going for them than the Steelers do. I mean, if, from the last six weeks of the season through the playoffs, I mean, the Green Bay Packers have just done everything. I, I won't go so far as to say flawlessly, but mm-hmm. they do what needs to be done to win. Go with the uh, the hot hand, the momentum uh, exactly, factor. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. The Packers have played that way. I remember when the Bears 
lost to them. A lot of people, uh, not wholeheartedly, but half-heartedly, were saying, oh, yeah, we probably shouldn't have lost. Probably should have knocked out the Packers when you got a chance. Little did we know how true those words were. Yeah, they're, they're no question about it. They're the hot hand right now. They are the hot hitter. And you're going with the under, so um, you're not predicting the quarterbacks to have big field days even on the indoors. No, no, no. I think both teams defensively are going to be concentrating on shutting the other people down. I think uh, Green Bay is going to go after Rashard Mendelhall like, strong mm-hmm. and force Ben to win through the air. One-dimensional. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right, so we got the big dog picking Pittsburgh. Producer extraordinaire David Olson picking the Green Bay Packers. Looks like me making the deciding votes. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We here in the Two Guys in a Mic show play Beat the Schmoes, and it's our final one of the year. Started back in, boy, what are we talking? First week in November? No, earlier. What am I talking about? Mid-September. First week of September. Yeah. September, October. November, December, almost half a year journey into Football Fridays. It's very sad. It brings a tear to my eye to think this is our final Football Friday. Indoor arena football, by the way, starts in two weeks for those that really need their fix. United States Football League. The Canadian Football League draft might be next weekend. Ottawa, uh, The Toronto Argonauts, I believe, have the first choice. Anyone still needing their football fix? Tune in on occasion here on the Two Guys and a Mike Show. Me and the Big Dog <laughs> will give that to you. I am, uh, and by the way, my record on the season, David, 34-21 and 21 versus the spread. That's that's very impressive. It's pretty, pretty good. Now, I don't want to tell you, you know, the last 10 years I've been under more than I've been over, but this has been a good year for me. 34 and 21 betting against the spread. We'll see if I can stay hot. You know, I went back and forth. And one of the reasons I took the prod out with the big dog yesterday was because I, I, I was torn. And so was the big dog after I used the prod. But I needed to, you know, get some added information. I, you know, I was going back and forth. I just couldn't get a handle on the game. Finally, it hit me. And it hit me with such clarity that not only did I get the winner, I actually have a vision of how this game will end. And let me just say it's going to be one of the best Super Bowls ever. It's going to be a great matchup. I'm going to go with the over. As good as the defenses are, and you're right on, David Olson, they're good, and they're going to be scheming all week as good as they are. I think the quarterbacks are that good. And I think um, when the irresistible force meets the immovable object in football, when the Super Bowl first started back in 1967, the immovable object, the defense, when two strong forces would meet, I think the defense is dominated. But today, in today's modern day and age, I think when the irresistible force meets the immovable object, I think now it's the offense. A great offense will still score points against a great defense. And I think uh, Pittsburgh and Green Bay, if they're not great, they're darn good. And the two quarterbacks, I think, are great. And here's what finally swayed me, I think, indoors. is what finally hit me. And Aaron Rodgers, as hot as he is now, the key is if he can forget his second half against the Bears. Because after that pass to Erlock, they better not show him any more films or tapes or clips of that pass he threw to Brian Erlocker. Because after he threw that, folks, you go back to the tape two weeks ago, Aaron Rodgers was brutal. Everybody said the Bear defense came to play in the second half. Oh, finally the Bear defense showed through. Not so much. A little bit, but not so much. Basically, it was Aaron Rodgers short-arming every throw and throwing the ball into the ground, not completing third-down passes or any other passes, for that matter, in the second half. But I, I'm going to take that eraser and, and remember the Aaron Rodgers 
of the uh, first half and the Aaron Rodgers of the Atlanta Falcons game and the last four or five games of the season, really pretty much the whole season. I think indoors, he is so hot right now. He is so confident. He is so in a zone that I think the fact that the game is indoors, I'm going uh, Australian Open style. I'm going with the Ovas, and I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. I will give up the two and a half points. Tough call. Tough call. Now, in addition to picking the Green Bay Packers, and again, the fact it's indoors, the deciding factor. I think Rodgers, outdoors, Roethlisberger's game goes down just a bit in bad weather. Aaron Rodgers' game goes down a chunk. Indoors, I think Aaron Rodgers' games goes up that much. Roethlisberger, a little bit. A little bit because the conditions are better for passing. But I think, you know, Ben's more of an outdoor guy. So I think the fact that it's indoors, that's the edge for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers in the passing game in particular. Now, here, I don't think so, Dave. But I'm pretty sure we've never had. Never had an overtime game in NFL Super Bowl history, correct? <clears throat> pretty sure. The big dog were here. He would, the big dog's knowledge of Super Bowls is ridiculous. Guy's got all the minutia. It's unbelievable. I mean, you can throw out 1992, what happened. Boom, he'll tell you what two teams were playing, who was the MVP, what happened in the game. I don't think there's been an overtime. There has not. There you go. Well, that will end in about 48 hours. As of Sunday at 5.30 or more specifically at about 8 o'clock, 8.30 on Sunday. This game's going to OT. This game's going to OT. And on top of that, on top of that, let us not forget the NFL instituted new rules this year. And I'm pretty sure that it's true for the playoffs, too, that uh, the team that wins the coin flip. If you kick a field goal, game is not over. Well, folks, make sure you got extra dip. Put a little extra food in the oven because this thing is going OT. The Pittsburgh Steelers will win the coin flip. They will take the ball. They'll drive down, but they will be stalled. They will then have the decision to make. Mike Tomlin will go for the field goal. They will kick the three points. They'll be up three, but the NFL new rule comes into effect overtime. First time ever in the Super Bowl, and we meet a little rules controversy. And I think it's a good rule, by the way. Just checking in from my personal standpoint. I think it's a good rule. I hate to see one team win on a field goal. Green Bay Packers get the ball. They will march down the field slowly, but surely. Slowly, but surely. They'll get in a situation here. As I look into my crystal ball, they'll get in a situation where they're at, you know, maybe the 30, 35, maybe a little farther back, 35 to 40-yard line, in that 50-yard field goal range on a fourth and one. And Mike McCarthy is going to make one of the most toughest calls in NFL Super Bowl history. Mike McCarthy is going to decide to go for it, not kick the long field goal to tie it up, not sure if he can make it or not. They are going to go for it. They're going to pick up a first down. And then the Green Bay Packers will find a way. It ain't going to be pretty, but they will find a way to get in the end zone. Pittsburgh gets a field goal. Packers score a touchdown. Green Bay wins the game in overtime by three. Do you kick the extra point? If the game is already won, I'm only asking this for the point spread, people. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. But either way, so if they don't kick the extra point, that'll be... uh, yeah, assuming the spread stays at two and a half, three points, the Green Bay Packers will win the ball game in OT. There's your uh, 
NFL prediction. Beat the Schmoes. Specificity style. I'm giving you exactly how the game will finish. Your first ever Super Bowl finish. Your thoughts? You want to check in? Would love to hear from you. 888-463-6748. Coach flying solo right now. Big dog back at work. David, we'll take a quick break and uh, maybe regroup. Check in with some phone calls. 888-463-6748. Finish up our Super Bowl preview talk and maybe... uh get into some other topics as well we're only up to 11 o'clock so don't go anywhere talkzone.com two guys one mic back in about 32.5 seconds are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone all right back of the two guys and a mic show we've mentioned at halftime uh david correct me if i'm wrong i believe the black eyed peas are this year's um feature group correct and uh returning to popular music for the first time since janet jackson interesting who was it last year We had U2 was about what, about five, six years ago? Yeah, we've had U2. In recent years, we've had U2, Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen yeah. the Rolling Stones. Stones. Um, wow. Aerosmith, didn't we have Aerosmith? Yeah, I think so. Um, I can look up who it was. Is Aerosmith the uh, Steven Tyler guy? Correct. Now starring on American Idol. Correct. Uh-huh. The little I haven't seen a show yet, but a couple YouTube clips. Not too bad. Not too bad. They took a shot to pick him. He's uh, definitely outside the box. He's way outside the box, but uh, he's not bad. He's an American Idol judge. Not a big fan of Aerosmith's music, but uh, he's not bad as a judge. So the Black Eyed Peas will be this year's feature group. That is correct, yeah. And their hit song, what is it? I've got a feeling tonight's going to be a good, good night. That's not them? No, that is them. That is them. Uh, Last year it was the Who. Who? Exactly. Not the not the Chinese president. No, 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 no. The who as in Roger Daltrey oh, and Pete okay. Townsend. WHO. I thought maybe the... year before that Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Year before that Tom Petty. That's right. Uh year before that was Prince. Okay. The Rolling Stones were in two thousand six. Well, I must have taken a long bathroom yeah. break during the Prince. Paul McCartney was in two thousand five. Who could forget it? And the year before that was the infamous uh, Janet Jackson uh, and Justin uh, Timberlake. All I can say is about the Janet Jackson halftime show, the memories. Oh, the memories. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, the, the, that's the moment TiVo changed the world because yeah. if it wasn't for that, you know, it wasn't yeah. for the freeze frame, yeah. nobody would have noticed. That. I missed it, by the way. My kids didn't, but I missed it. 
I was AW. I'm not sure what I was doing. I think refilling the guacamole dip, but I did miss the classic uh, Janet Jackson disbursement, if you will. Interesting. All right. So, but I don't mind the groups at halftime. It's way too much of a show. But you know, the actual music and the groups aren't too bad. What bothers me is the fans that they have run on the field. I don't know where they've been keeping these fans in a cage or outside the stadium. But the fans that are brought in just for the concert, and they sit there jumping up and down and clapping, I don't know what they do with those fans after the game. Hopefully just kick them out of the stadium. But those people are extremely annoying. Maybe it's just me. Could be the people that paid to watch the game on the TV next door. Ah. It's possible. I hope they keep I'm sure they keep them in one, like, secluded place. And the way they run onto the field when the group starts playing and just – they're just a little bit too happy, a little bit too cheery, if you know what I mean. I'm going to be channel surfing during halftime. All right. that, that's for that's for sure because I, I, I think I think the uh, Black Eyed Peas are a pox on popular music. I think they're awful. Mm-hmm. They're everything that's wrong with pop music. Mm-hmm. All right, but you also got some very interesting things around the dial. Um, Please don't say the lingerie bowl. No. No, no, no. Uh, you got Bill O'Reilly in, interviewing uh, President Obama. At halftime of the Super Bowl. At halftime during the Super Bowl on Fox News. What channel? Will they, on Fox? On Fox News. make a note of that. I may be watching it. Will he be, uh, he won't be tearing off any of Barack Obama's clothing. There will be nothing revealed in that interview. I oh, God, let's hope not. <laughs> Interesting. So they're purposely doing that at halftime, huh? Yes, they are, yeah. That, that I will tune in for. And then, of course, you've got the uh, Glee post-game show. Yes. They got that well, I will tape that. Post-Super Bowl episode. I'll be too burned out for the TV, but I am a, I'm a, I'm a Gleek. I was one of the very first Gleeks, by the way. I'm not a bandwagon hopper, but I am a 54-year-old uh, semi-sorted individual who enjoys the uh, the show Glee, although it's getting a little bit much. Like most shows, I, I liked it the first year or two. Similar to Lost and many other shows, the directors try to get too creative, they try to get too deep, and sometimes they forget the whole aura that brought us to the show in the first place. Exactly. It it burns really bright, and then it flames out really, really quick. Yeah. I don't know if Glee has has flamed out yet, but it's flickering. It's it's getting there. It's It's getting there. Yeah, but there's still a chance for a comeback. I have hopes for this year. Well, see, but once once it start, once the flame starts going out, you can you can never recapture. It is it. tough. You know what I mean? It's, Both uh, in TV it, and in marriage. Well, not true in marriage. Not true. But I, I can't leave Glee until Will, the teacher, and the female teacher, I forget her name, get back together again, or get together for the first time. Then my life will be complete. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. You are not a Gleek. Watched about 15 minutes okay. of it, saw everything I needed to see, and say, "Yeah, this isn't for me." So, the, but are you saying at halftime they're going to be a Glee like pre, sneak preview? No, no, no. They get they get the they get the post Super Bowl slot. Okay, right. I because, know that because whatever you know, whatever show is going okay. to be coming on after the Super Bowl mm-hmm. is guaranteed like huge ratings. So, are we going to see crowd shots of the different Glee characters in the crowd? Hopefully not. I, you know what, I I bet you uh. you will. I bet you you will. And yeah. as a matter of fact, I'd go so far as to say I bet you at least two cast members get interviewed. Hey. Either during the pregame yeah. or or halftime or something like that. Mm-hmm. They'll be talking to them. Yeah, we don't want that. 
We, as much of a fan as I am, we don't want that in the middle of our football games. 888-463-6748, the phone number, our final Football Friday Super Bowl preview show. Give us a call. You want to talk some uh, Packers versus Steelers. Time to get excited about the game unto itself, folks. Big dog Joe Redwanski picking the Steelers. Both myself and David Olson picking the Green Bay Packers to win. By the way, the um, Super Bowl nun, I think they call her. Sister Jean Kenny, who makes the picks every year, and she's right a lot more often than she is wrong. She has agreed with us, David. The Super Bowl nun picking the Green Bay Packers. What more proof do we need? Hey, uh, real quick off the sports page, uh, David Olson, any developments happening as sports guys talk politics here on a much more significant nature than Packers, Steelers, and the Super Bowl, the uh, developments in Egypt, we got into it a lot yesterday. Touch on it today. Any new developments over in the fine country of Egypt? I have nothing to report because I'm really not paying attention. Okay. Because today was somewhat of a significant day. They wanted them out by today. Yeah, when you said they wanted him out, the, the protesters, protesters wanted were Mubarak, out. Mubarak out. But apparently the military is coming in, still remaining neutral from what I've heard. But neutral as far as the two protesting camp, or one protesting camp, one defending camp. But what the military apparently is doing today is being a little bit more active in dispersing the crowd. So it's going to be interesting because that crowd, at least the group that wants Mubarak out, doesn't want to be uh, dispersed just yet. So hopefully, hopefully it will uh, remain as non-violent as possible. But while we're previewing the Super Bowl, getting all of our food ready, let us make sure we uh, keep an eye on the much more significant events happening in the uh, Middle East. Hundred at this moment, there are hundreds of thousands of Egyptians Still. in the streets, peacefully mm-hmm. saying, "Good, it's time for you to yeah, go." They're not, they're not going to give it up. But the military is not uh, moving in. Is there? There was a picture of a, of a, uh, a guy or a, a citizen lying in front of a tank in the protest. Has there ever been a situation in any of the protests where a tank has actually, hey, you're not going to move, we're going, and run over a citizen? I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has, but mm-hmm. okay. But you're talking about Tiananmen Square. That I was. Think, is that what happened there? I know people were killed, but I don't know. Did tanks run over people? Well, no, no, no. That's when the guy laid in front of the tank. Are, tank. are you talking? Are you talking? This happened in Cairo too. Well, no. It, it, there was a picture in the paper yesterday happening in Cairo. What happened in Tiananmen Square? I mean, I know basically. Well, no, no. Happened. There were famous. There were famous pictures of protesters laying in front of tanks. Yeah, but they didn't get run over. Okay. They, they didn't, didn't get run that's over. What, that's what I was just wondering if a tank is ever actually, hey, you're not moving, buddy. We keep going. Out the other end comes a very brave, very dedicated, but now pancakes protester. Interesting. All right. 888-463-6748. Our phone number here. We're about to wind up uh, today's show. We'll come back on Monday and talk about who our Super Bowl winner is, what your favorite commercials are, how the Black Eyed Peas did in Super Bowl weekend. And of course, the one thing we haven't got into today, which usually with me and the big dog on is a major topic for conversation, and that is food. Food always part of the Super Bowl experience. Uh, and again, we don't have time to get into it. Usually our favorite caller, Jimmy, checks in. He's always got some kind of dish planned for the uh, Super Bowl weekend. But, uh, boy, good stuff. Eating is definitely, definitely part of the Super Bowl experience, be it the chili, the guacamole. The pasta desserts aren't real big for Super Bowl. 
think it's more about the appetizer and the main course. Serve your main course at halftime. Make sure there's plenty of appetizers. Eat away. Make sure you got a little indigestion, relaxation there post-game for the people that are still hanging around. But uh, food, definitely a part of the Super Bowl experience. We hope everybody enjoys it out there. should be a great game. Super Bowl weekend, almost like a national holiday in the uh, fine country of the United States. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. Packers and Steelers doing it up. Don't forget the NBA All-Star game. We'll be on Saturday night, and I know we'll all be watching the Phoenix Open, the big golf tournament out in Phoenix. Coach's voice is dying out here, so we're going to wrap this baby up. A little college basketball, by the way, Dave. I'll be at the uh, Illinois Northwestern game tomorrow. If you want to come visit me, feel free to do so. Woo. All right, two guys in a mic show, TalkZone.com, signing off. Have a great weekend, everybody. David Olson, our producer, phenomenal job all week long, except for Wednesday when you didn't come in because of the snow. <laughs> we'll see you. Enjoy the Super Bowl.